Listener Production. How did US politicians help our share market today? And why a flower company lifted 16%. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's Thursday, the 1st of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, a pinch and a punch, my friend Laura. Oh, I forgot to do it this morning. <laughs> I was so sidetracked working. Exactly. Brand new month. Nice to see some gains coming through because yesterday, just a refresher for those who forgot, <laughs> it was the worst day in three months. Our share almost market, three months. Almost three months. Our <laughs> share market fell uh, by about 3% over, in, the month of May. over the month of May. We wiped out all of April's improvements and we're back to where we were a couple of months ago. But today, at least, an improvement. We did improve today and it was really good to see. So we lifted by about a third of 1%. And what was this boosted by, Stevie? Well, it actually ended up being the U.S. House of Representatives, the lower house of Congress in the U.S. It sounds boring already, doesn't it? But No, um, not at This all. was really important because the market was actually down this morning in the first hour. That's exactly right. Yeah. We were on track to fall for a third straight day as well. And then the House of Reps passed a bill to lift the debt ceiling. Now, this is, of course, we've talked about this extensively for the past couple of weeks, but this is the maximum amount of money that the US government can borrow. They were very close to running out of cash. And this bill will now be sent to the Senate, which also needs to approve the measure. But this is seen much more as a a formality. There's little question this is going to get across the line now because the Senate is actually controlled by the Democrats. So after that, Joe Biden can sign the bill into law. And that means if everything goes well, the US will be able to pay its bills for the next couple of years. And that takes one uncertainty out of markets. That's exactly right. And they actually won this by 314 votes to 117 votes. So to get it over the line, they only needed 218. So it was still quite a sizable amount of people that that voted for it. So that was good news. And they now have until Monday, the 5th of June. So that's when we'll finally stop talking about this. Hopefully. Hopefully. Until, you know. Until something yeah, else happens. in a happens. couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Or something else comes to the forefront, which mm-hmm. it always seems to. But if we look at sector performance today, we had eight of the 11 sectors improving, which was pretty good compared to yesterday. I think only one sector lifted marginally or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Tech was up by 0.01%, actually. It, it just came to me. Yeah. Tech today was the second best performer. They lifted by over 1%. But healthcare was the best, and that was boosted by gains in CSL, which makes up a large portion of the healthcare sector in terms of index points. If we have a look at financials, they ended flat. It was only NAB in terms of the four major banks had lifted or had sizable gains. Mm -hmm. And it was also quite mixed in the materials space as well. We saw gold miners performing well on the back of higher gold prices overnight. Coal stocks, some of them rebounded. Whitehaven Coal, New Hope, they they were better today. But lithium miners really weighed on the sector. Lithium was some of the best performers last month because of some takeover activity. As you said, gold miners did really well. And tech stocks rose about 1% today, 11.5% higher last month. So easily the best performers. And they're continuing to ride that wave of a bit of an AI craze, I guess you could call it, overseas with a number of stocks involved with AI doing reasonably well. But it's not only the AI stocks. I mean, those are the ones that are at the mm-hmm. forefront. But, you know, I keep seeing Megaport, Zero, those, the likes of those ones in the, in the top performers list as well. But definitely all eyes on AI these days. 
And if we look at some of the individual winners and losers today, what caught your eye? We heard from Immugene today. They're an immune oncology company. They announced they dosed their first patient with their trial drug for lung cancer patients. And the objective of this is to determine the safety, efficacy and optimal dosage of the drug. So basically they're making leeway with a very important drug to cure cancer and the study will be conducted in both the US and Australia. But still on the back of this, we saw its shares fall around 9% today. The worst performer, 30% lower since the start of this year as well. Another stock that received attention was BHP, the the biggest uh, miner on our market and the largest stock outright as well. It's almost 10% of the market on its own. Now, this was an interesting one because news was circulating for BHP saying that it underpaid close to 30,000 employees since 2010, and that could cost the company $430 million to correct. A reminder that back in Feb when it came out with its half-year results, it said it made $10 billion in profits in six months. So it has enough cash to, to cover that quite handily. And even though its shares edged slightly higher today, it fell 3.5% yesterday. So it was a real major weight because of lots of disappointing updates on China's economy that we had yesterday. Hastings Technology Metals was another one on my radar today. They're a rare earth exploration company. The main things they mine for are ingredients to use in very strong or high strength magnets and metals. And they sell that to the international market. And it has its flagship project in Western Australia, for those wondering. It was the worst performer on the all odds today. It fell by 14% after receiving a couple of pretty substantial target price cuts, which means Basically, analysts have downgraded what they think the company is worth, and that's why we saw it performing pretty poorly today. We've spoken about Paladin uh, extensively as well in the last few days. This is one of the larger uranium miners um, that we've got here in Australia. It's up 15% in two days. It was the best performer on the ASX 200 today, so the 200 largest stocks on our market. But it fell 20% on Tuesday, and this was because of uh, some speculation out of Namibia which you've had a lot of difficulty pronouncing in the last couple of days. <laughs> I was quietly. hoping you wouldn't mention that. <laughs> but, it's a little bit of a tongue twister for me. It is, but that's okay. And Paladin basically, the reason why it fell so much is because there was some speculation that the Namibian government is considering, I struggle too, is nationalizing <laughs> some of its mines or is at least thinking about it. And this could take away from Paladin because it would need to take a stake in its flagship assets over there. So Paladin's been denying this over the last couple of sessions, and that's why it's been largely recouping most of those declines. Yeah, they said they're not aware. So I guess I will keep, investors should keep watching the space because there could be some more developments Mm -hmm. there. But for now, their shares are rebounding, still 5% lower than they were on Tuesday, but doing a lot better. Lynch Group was another one that improved today. They're a wholesaler and grower of flowers and potted plants in Australia and China. I love flowers. So I was very interested to read about what happened to them and why they lifted today. So it upgraded its full year guidance by around 12%. And it said that demand for floral products remains strong after a key Mother's Day event. So I hope you got your mum some flowers for for Mother's Day. Of course. Well, Mother's Day is one of the, one of two most important times for florists, of course, Valentine's Day being the other. So if they do well on those days, they're generally doing quite nicely. They've been around for over a hundred years. They've been on the share market for a couple of years and what they're expecting as much as $43 million in profits. So not bad. And they've put it down to a few things, additional airline capacity, 
that can help with freight costs and deliveries and the like. And also they're finding it a bit easier to get sufficient staff, which has been quite difficult going back a while. They also just mentioned that they're expecting to resume their dividend in the second Mm. half of financial year 2023. The last dividend it paid was in September 2022. Mm. So they've missed a few, but they're looking to resume that. And that's also why we saw the lift there. Universal Store was another stock in focus. We've spoken about this for a bit. You were making fun of me, I believe, last (laughs) week. The fact that I hadn't been to a Universal Store and I was asking you about um, what they do. It rose 4% today. So a nice little improvement. The only problem, this is the first gain since the 19th of May. And it's still down about 30% over the past two weeks. So there was news around that a director has snapped up about a million dollars of shares in the company. The reason why it's fallen so much over the past fortnight, though, is it warned that sales have started to slow in April and May, and it thinks that trend could continue. And a number of retailers in the past month have warned that, that all of these rate hikes, high cost of living, you know, higher rents, this is all making it more difficult to go out there and get exactly. some sweet clothes. And especially for the youth, which is what this store yep. targets. So it's a lot harder for them to to have that extra money to spend in these kinds of things because they're spending their money on necessities rather than things that they want. Technology One was another one. They traded ex-dividend today. So usually when a stock trades ex-dividend, you would expect it to fall because on the day that it's trading X, you're not eligible to get that dividend. But we actually saw a half a percent lift in the share price. And that might be because the dividend's just a little bit smaller. So this stock trades over $16. The dividend's going to be 4.6 cents. Mm-hmm. And that will be paid to eligible shareholders on the 16th of June. I think that really played a huge part in it because you're right. The dividend yield is quite small. So the dividend small, the share price hasn't really been impacted that much by that at all. And we also had IDP Education, a stock that continues to tumble. It's down about 20% this week, 6% lower just today. And this is mainly on concerns that it's losing its monopoly in Canada, which is, you know, one of its larger markets, but English proficiency testing for visas, which it had a grasp on over there is being opened up to many other competitors. So that was seen certainly as bad news and disappointing for profits too. Looking ahead to tonight in the US, we have a few pieces of data coming out, including the ISM manufacturing index, as well as job cuts for the month of May. So that's one to keep an eye out for. But we'll also get some company news from Nordstrom, Macy's, Costco, and a few others. So their earnings results. We've also got Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook and also Walmart, holding investor meetings with their shareholders. And when we say ISM manufacturing index, this is like a a key update that gives us an idea of how manufacturing is looking like over the month of May. So economists in particular look at that quite carefully. And in Europe, we've got some uh, key updates on inflation across Europe. And in the past couple of days, there have been signs that inflation in places like France and Germany have been a bit softer. So we'll see what impact this has. We also have the European Central Bank President, Christine Lagarde. She's actually speaking as well. She used to be a synchronized swimmer. Really? Yep. Synchronized swimming would be so hard. It would be very difficult. It would be. Yeah, not the first sport I would I would gravitate no, to, I reckon. No. Anyway, back to what's ahead. Tomorrow? Tomorrow in Australia, we have lending indicators for April. So that's basically housing, personal and business loans. But the big news tomorrow will be the annual wage review decision, which is due to come out at 10.30 a.m. So this is an important decision because it can have an impact on interest rates. Yeah, so the Fair Work Commission gets together, makes a decision on this, minimum wages and award wages, which is something that impacts roughly two and a half million workers across the country. 
So it can have an impact. The thing to watch here is how big the lift is going to be. So I think many economists reckon there could be like a 5% lift in wages, maybe a 6% lift. The higher it is, the more worried the Reserve Bank is going to be. And that could lead to a rate hike next week, potentially, especially because of that really hot inflation report we had yesterday, which was much worse than expected. Uh, So the RBA has a difficult few days ahead. That's going to be really important Friday. And we also got those housing numbers today as well, and they increased. So the price that you're paying to buy a house has gone up, and this also puts significant strain on the economy. So again, quite a mixed bag of data for the Reserve Bank to siphon through, I guess, before next Tuesday's meeting. That's right. And today, at least, we had an improvement. We're still down this week. But we're up for the month. we're up for the month, (laughs) day one. We are definitely in positive territory for June. For June. Yes, we'll just have to wait and see if we can hold on. (laughs) Almost there. For all the rest of the days. That's right. And we are also still in positive territory for 2023, Laura. We we are. We're up 1%. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) enjoy your evening. Please tune in tomorrow morning to listen to our friends Tom Tom and and Ryan. Ryan. They'll be talking about the US market and also what to expect on our market. And we'll be back tomorrow to have a chat. Catch you then. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.